0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Kids Are Not All Right, a lighthearted sister run podcast about family separation and all the messy bits in between. In this episode, we talk to Jenny Yostock, who is here to speak about the experience of being a child of divorce or an adolescent child of divorce. Uh, Jenny is my friend from university, um, who has always been a source of great knowledge and a real pillar of support to me um, throughout the years. And um, yeah, we hope to kind of pick her brain today about her experience. Um, Her parents separated 15 years ago, when she was 14 years old. So welcome to the podcast, Jenny. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We're so excited to have you on. And we really feel this is a, an important conversation for us to have, especially because... We don't have the experience of being adolescent children or children of divorce, but rather adult children of divorce. Um, And you also are a few years ahead of us in terms of the experience of a parent separation. Um, And so we're hoping that you have a few pieces of advice or wisdom for us um, as a veteran, so to say, Uh, you know, especially when it comes to blended families and the topic of blended families, which is something that we might also be experiencing down the line. Okay, so maybe we just start uh, by you telling us a little bit about yourself and, you know, a summary, I guess, of your experience of divorce.
1: So I grew up in Germany. Um, I'm one of three, same as you, actually. (laughs) I'm the oldest and I have a a brother and a sister and they're younger than me. And so, like you said, I was 14 when, when my parents separated. So that was in 2008. And, um, my siblings were eleven at the or ten still at the time, I want to say, and it was quite difficult at the time like it it didn't it came as a surprise, but also not fully. like I feel like I had a sense that something was off for for i don't know maybe like half a year leading up to it. But still, you know, you're a child, like you see, I remember somehow, I think as a child, I saw my parents as the perfect couple, which, you know, every child does. And then you yeah. grow up and you obviously understand it's not It's not like that. Um, but yeah, it still came as a shock when they told us. And it feels a bit like the ground is ripped from underneath you, right? Uh, I also felt like I didn't have many friends that I could talk to. I was quite right. introverted. I didn't have many uh i didn't really have any friends that went through the same experience or had like had anything similar um that they had gone through so yeah so i felt like it was a bit of an isolating experience as well yeah but then over the years i think my my parents did really the best to try and smoothen the you know the effects of it over time and to to make it a better experience for for us
0: I think that's so interesting. I mean, so many of the things you're saying really are resonating with me. And I think I'm also the eldest, as you know. And so I think what would be interesting for me is being the older sibling. Do you think there was kind of a different role that you took on in the separation based on you being the older one?
1: Yes. um, So I think, so one, I was the oldest. Uh, Mm -hmm. Two, I was 14, which somehow you're, you're at an age where you're already understanding a lot of things, right? Like you're not a young child that is, you know, just cruising and and just, you know, like you you start to to look a bit deeper into into, uh, things. Um, And I was also particularly nosy (laughs) as a child. Um, I was like, I was quite curious always. And I think I always try to kind of like look a bit beyond the surface. So that came, you know, didn't necessarily to my advantage in this situation, maybe also. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I tried to understand really like in depth what had happened and and what the whole dynamic was and and how it all came to be. And in that process definitely also understood things that maybe you know weren't really my my place to understand or my place to be involved in. So but it's largely stuff that I took on me. I don't think it was much that my parents were kind of forcing me into that. Yeah. And I, I think that also put me at times, it put me also a bit in a mediated position at the very, I want to say at the very beginning, there was a bit of that, but it was more that because the emotion was so raw that, you know, I also became their confidant in a way. And that puts you automatically also sometimes in a bit of a middle position. Mm. Um, but yeah, but over time, obviously, you know, everyone I think just came to grapple with the reality a bit better. Mm-hmm. and um yeah and I think just by virtue of me understanding a lot more I had also the much stronger opinions on on the separation mm-hmm. on what was going on um and I recently actually talked with my siblings about that and you know yeah there were there were different instances where I took a strong stance and and my siblings now looking back were like oh you know we didn't really even understand what was going on at the time and you know we didn't Which there is really where you see, you know, the difference, I think, between being more of a child and being an adolescent.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's quite interesting, even though you're 14, they're, you know, 11. And that like those years are so crucial already and and make such a difference in how one experiences their parents separation. Did you feel like a responsibility to share information with your siblings that you receive from from your, you know, parents or from your research that you had done?
1: No, I think um I think it was more I think it was more that actually I wanted to shield them from some information. I mean it wasn't, you know, a lot of it wasn't really age appropriate also yeah um and or or just like in general also you know just being a child like and that's your parents going through that there's just certain things that it's not really information for your ears you know no matter what age I guess also yeah so I think it was more it put me more in that position where I try to I try to just take that in for myself and not necessarily share it with them yeah Um, so it was less of a less of a I I think for you now like the three of you you're you know you're all adults so it's nice because you lean on each other and you exchange information it was less less that type of situation I would Mm. say.
0: I think that probably would have amplified your kind of isolating experience right that you mentioned in the beginning.
1: Yes probably yeah I never thought about it like that but uh, but I think so yeah I think probably that I felt I couldn't share those type of experiences with them either because also I didn't want them to have all the, the full picture and uh, and then yeah and then i felt like externally also i couldn't couldn't share much
0: mm. i think for us like also you know when we were doing research on this topic there are there is a lot of information out there for parents that you know are going through a divorce or a separation on how to like deal with the kids and how to help the kids through that scenario whereas that information isn't out there for adult children of divorce because again there's this assumption that you're older you're adult so therefore we don't need to like deal with that so, you know and and i'm not saying that our parents completely ignored how we felt like i think they definitely took all those things into consideration but maybe less so than your parents or or parents of younger children who are also like trying to navigate the the physical aspect of, you know, who's going to go where and let's move closer so that the kids can see you and me in the week and all these things. I mean, I think that when the children are still at home, there are also actually real logistical matters that you have to align on. And that just simply wasn't the case for us because Melina was at home, but she was, you know, one year out of graduating. And so that kind of coordination wasn't even necessary. A hundred percent. And I mean, Jenny, for you, like, you know, obviously this was a really long time ago and this has been a journey and continues to be a journey. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned or, you know, things that you would say to your younger self now in terms of what you've learned and, and, you know, what's going to work, what's not going to work and how to navigate certain situations?
1: Yeah. So I think one thing that I would say, I've realized like over the last few years, but consciously realized, I think it's something that I understood subconsciously also when I was younger, but that now I'm, I'm understanding on, on, on another level is that when, when there's a lot of dialogue still, and when there's a lot of, you know, let's say like your parents are cordial and, and they're, they're willing to, you know, they're willing to, to make it work in a way, even beyond the separation or divorce, you can still find like a sense of family almost like a family unit even through the separation i don't know for me in these moments when you know when when there's still like gatherings and we all come together and you know it's like a blended family situation my parents each have their have their new partners i think that it still creates a a sense of family but in a different way obviously and i understand that's not the reality for for everyone that is faced with the situation because it, it largely depends on on your parents and how they relate to each other and and whether they're willing to to um to have these type of yeah
0: interactions. Yeah. yeah, I always kind of saw your family as like oh like you know this would be kind of the ideal scenario that would come out of it you know having for example a big Christmas where it's your mom, it's your dad, and it's their partners, and it's you and your siblings and like, in my head, that's something that I really wish for our family one day, because I think that's kind of like the dream in a way. But obviously, that doesn't come easy either. And there's so, like, there's a lot of issues and and problems that you're probably navigating in, you know, in that time as well. So what advice would you give us, um, you know, as a as a veteran <laughs> around kind of preparing for these kinds of big changes?
1: Yes, um, I think that So as the years pass, you know, it will be less raw, I guess. And and you will come to terms with this new reality, but I think there's still always going to be new things that come up, you know, because it's every time it's like a new, a new understanding of, uh, you know, where do you go? Like, how do you negotiate this? How do you, how do you spend time with one parent? How do you spend time with the other parent? When is there maybe joint time together? And, and sometimes, probably that can still feel like you're in the middle of this whole thing that happened. So I think it's important to understand what, I don't know, what limits you need to set in that way. What, what's important for you, what feels good to you, what doesn't, and to try and find a balance that works for everyone. So for me, for instance, now when I go home and I split my time between my mom's house and my dad's house, I, I draw up a plan on when I'm going to be where And, and this is a totally new thing. I've only now done this like two or three times because before I was just always, you know, I would just go home and I would spend rather more or less equal amount of time at each of their houses, but it wasn't planned. And, and the reason for that also was that I felt like I'm going home. I, I feel like that should just be a spontaneous thing. But, um, so initially this came came really unnatural to me. But at the same time, now I'm also realizing that this scheduling really helps everyone also plan their lives around that as well. And makes it actually much more smooth, smooth for my parents as well, who know when they can expect me to be there. Um, and when they can, you know, make plans with their friends or or do other things, or even go on a trip and not feel guilty because I'm technically at home, but I'm not at the house. So I think yeah I think sometimes even years down the line, there might be you know new ways that you can you can come up with to make it easier for everyone.
0: Yeah. that's honestly great advice because to feel like things are continuing as normal and to feel like it's still family, you kind of have this desire to want it to be spontaneous so it doesn't feel forced. but actually what you're saying there is having just enough structure to then be able to feel comfortable might be a really helpful tool. And I think that's actually a phrase I always use in at work and when I'm coaching is this whole thing of like, prepare to be spontaneous, like have just enough preparation. And I think I haven't thought about, uh, you know, applying that in my personal life around navigating this separation. <laughs> feel at home in both of your parents' houses? Is there one Yes, I do. that feels more home than the other or yeah, what what's that like just out of curiosity?
1: No, I definitely feel home in both of the houses. Obviously, it's different because my my mom's house is the house that I grew up in and and lived in until I moved out after high school. Um and my dad's house is a house that I've only experienced as an adult. Um he he moved in there a few years after i want to say after i I left germany but it's nice because it's somehow also a totally different experience i feel like in my mom's house i'm a i'm a bit more of a child still in my dad's house i'm i'm more of an adult and so so it's also nice to see the the different experiences that each of the
0: houses bring with it somehow can i just understand also for context So obviously, you know, 15 years on you, your family has kind of reached that stage of being one that's blended with different partners also coming into play. And so it'd be really interesting for me and maybe also for our listeners to just kind of get an understanding of, you know, what led to that. So what, what was the journey to becoming a blended family? Um, And what does that now look like for you? What also, what does it mean in terms of family traditions and so on? How does that work?
1: So I think not that honestly, I, I looked back at the at the years and not that much has changed from the very beginning, in the sense that I feel like from the beginning, even in the more early stages of the separation, um, whenever there was special occasions, let's say, my my parents were always making sure that all of us were there. So, you know, whether it's a graduation or a specific birthday, there was always this effort to to do it jointly. Um then for Christmas we're we're basically alternating like the the twenty fourth, uh, Christmas Eve we're spending one year at my mom's, one year at my dad's. Um, but there have also been some years where you know we did like a joint uh, aperitivo together, and then you know then each each uh, went to separate houses. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mix. Um, yeah, so I feel like the the core of it has stayed. Very similar um and then obviously, yeah, there's always different variations of it over the years and
0: how do you think um you know having the blended family having the experience of divorce at such a young age has kind of shaped certain outlooks that you have now like or or mindsets that you have of life?
1: yeah, so I feel like one thing is definitely one thing that my parents or specifically also my mom always taught me is that you need to look at it from from all perspectives, so you know there's never just one side of the story. I mean, it's quite common, but I feel like really specifically through that experience of their separation and their divorce, I try to really understand this on a on a deeper level how how there's always different angles to look at things and and different, you know, different histories also that people come at this issue with uh, too. And that's one thing. Then I think that. I think I also appreciate the fact that they, they separated in a way. Um, because I think, I think there's a lot to be said about starting over, which can be scary, but when it's the right thing to do, I think it takes a lot of courage still. Um, and I would rather see them have a new chapter in their life and be happy with that rather than staying together just for the sake of it. And I think I, I would approach my relationships like that as well. And then the other thing is that I think um I also think that it's important to address things in relationships really early on and to not let it sit for yeah years and decades and because ultimately the issues that my parents had were not um unsalvageable let's say like the relationship was not unsalvageable but if you continues to go on over such a long period of time then at one point it does become that
0: Hmm. and yeah I would say those are some of the main things Just on your second point, I'm curious, you know, you said in a way now looking back, you think it was the right thing that they kind of separated and that it's a brave thing to do. And, you know, it doesn't make sense if you're unhappy in a relationship. Has your mindset changed over the years? Like, would you say that as a child, you were more upset about that and you didn't understand that and were, you know, wondering why they were separating and that has now changed over time? Or did you kind of always have that mindset? Hmm.
1: Good question. I think... I think I, I was definitely more upset about it at the time. So there was this whole emotional element. Mm. But I think once I, even when I was younger, once I tried to understand more clearly where it went wrong and how, um, again, like I think I had a similar view to what it is now. Like I think it it would have been possible to stay together, but the, Im- the impetus for that would have had to come much earlier. Mm. And I think at the point that they had gotten to, I think it was probably the right thing to separate.
0: Yeah. I'd be curious, is there any chance, you know, if your siblings, given that they were younger, have a similar mindset in, in, around that? I haven't asked them
1: in in very clear terms, but I feel like they feel similar to me. I feel like they also, I feel like we all look at our family now and think that everything went the way it was meant to go. <laughs> Because, you know, we see our parents also very happy and fulfilled in 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 this new chapter and with the new partners. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's so reassuring just to, to know that 10 years from now, you know, there's a really big chance that Sophia and I and also Melina will think much less about what happened and why and think more about it happened because it happened. This is the way that it is now. And hopefully it'll also be for the best. <laughs> um, yes. But I think that that's just a really nice way to also remind ourselves that it continues to be a journey. And you mentioned a couple of times that you still are finding new things now, like new traditions, new ways of coping, you know, new ways of making everyone's life easier. And so, yeah, it's this nice combination of it continues to be a journey. And every time you look back, you'll have come a step further yeah and I also I mean like I think there is obviously a lot of time also between you and us you know in the sense that also your parents have new partners and stuff like our parents are not even at that point yet and I know that that's something we'll probably have to navigate at some point and and you know that comes with its own kind of complications I guess um but in a way it's nice because they did find two new other people that they're happy with and um you know doing life with and I I think that helps knowing that that's like possible still, you know, how do you relate to your parents, new partners? Because are they like parents for you? Are they like friends for you? Like how does that then form when you're also older?
1: Yes. So my dad has been with his partner for around 14 years. So she's Mm -hmm. been in in my life for a long time and they actually got married in 2018. Mm -hmm. So she's been an integral part of our family for a long time now. Um, but again, like you know, when she came into my life, I was around fourteen, fifteen. So, so I think we, I think we always had this more of a friendship relationship because I, we had, you know, we had this time that we split a lot with our parents in the beginning. Like I said, also we were um, at our house, and my parents would just come in and out. So by the time that I spent more time with her, I was almost already a young adult. So yeah. it was never this type of parent relationship I want uh, I would say, but still it's um, yeah, I mean, I just see her as part of our family and and you know someone that that I can rely on also and that I can go to, so that is very nice um, while you know, I still have my parents that have their traditional role as parents um and my my mom's partner they've been together for. I think for four or five years now. And, um, and he, yeah, it's similar. I would, I would say he's, he's, uh, he's like a friend. He also has uh, kids from, from another marriage and I've met them once and he lives in Berlin and he comes, um, but he comes quite often to, to my mom's house as well. And, uh, we've, We've also recently spent a spent a holiday together because they came to visit me when I was in, in Zambia and in South Africa. So it's also really nice. Like, I don't I don't know how to say it. I mean, they're, they're friends, but of course, they are also not a parental figure in the sense that they have a parental role. But somehow still, you know, you still relate to them a little bit in that way. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I, do, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs>
0: No, it doesn't yeah. come out clearly because, because it's no, not no. clear in my head. <laughs> I mean, it must be weird, also, because you're. Well, I guess with your your dad's partner, it's different. But like you know, with your mom's partner, it's 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 a bit like you know you're meeting them as an adult, like as Jenny the adult, and not the child. And yeah, that's kind of like a different experience altogether.
1: Yes, definitely. And and even for them, I mean, their relationship is also they came together in a much different scenario, also because their children were already all all like out of the house basically when they met and i don't know their their previous chapters were super finished almost in a way when they met because you know they had done the the parent i mean not that the parenting ever ends but they had done the bulk of the parenting for when you know your children are still children and then your children become adults and it's almost like a new chapter so so also you meet in a different way and i think you yeah, you, yeah, you just relate to, to the children of your partner in a friendship way. Yeah. But there's not this, there's not this, um, this added burden, let's say of trying to understand, am I a step parent? Like, where do I stand with this? You know, where do, how do I come in with the parenting? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, what a relief this is. (laughs) This this has been a, uh, you know, a good, Kind of way to end the episode, I guess there is hope out there for us in the early stages, those who are still in the early stages of their parents separation um and yeah, I mean i th- thank you, Jenny, for being so open and sharing your story and sharing your insights um I guess this the conclusion here is that there are actually a lot more similarities than we think there are, but then there's also some key uh differences between adult children of divorce and. Children of divorce. Um, so thank you for being on the pod. And yeah, we'll have you on anytime again. Thank you. Are you both silent? Can really you need to say something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was a it was a pleasure to be on, and I, I love this project that you've started. I I agree. There's not enough resources out there. I know you, Yusufia and I like we we've had a lot of chats about this. And uh yeah.
0: Thank you, Jenny. Great. Thank, thank you. you. See you next time. <laughs>